Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Last Man Standing. We are still your friendly neighborhood podcast, trying to understand what it means, in today's world anyway, to be a good man, to be a good person. So, we got another new face at the table, so we'll go around one more time, get some names going, just introduce ourselves. As always, this is Isaac. This is Mondo. Amir. And this is Aria. And Angie. And there's a tiny person at the table. <laughs> and she's so damn cute. <laughs> so we'll start off easy going just to get the uh, vocal cords stretched out a little bit. Another Rock and Robin. So in um, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Sam approaches Captain and tells him, you know, if there's anything that's going to help you really understand everything you've missed in the last 20, 30 years, listen to Trouble Man. Uh, Amazing, amazing album. And I understood it for a little bit because if you actually go back and listen to it, it kind of delves delves into quite a lot of the last 50 years, really, not even just the last 20. So it had me thinking about what would I give to someone or what would I pass down to my kids if I wanted them to have a better understanding of what the world is like or what the world has come from to where we are now. So for me, Stevie Wonder, Musiquarium. Oh man, what a good album. <laughs> In our old house, you know, the bathroom was like all fish and aquarium-like and I actually kept the album cover from the record in that bathroom just because it looked like an aquarium but more than anything i just wanted to keep that album with me like at all times if you go from things from like superstition it's kind of you know having fun with things goes into like master blaster goes into as and i mean there's i mean stevie wonder in general i'll carry him till the day i die (coughs) excuse me for the coughing folks my allergies are not liking me today at all isaac's all nasally but honestly like I would give anyone every Stevie Wonder album and just be like, just enjoy life. life. There you are. Right. That is life. I was, I was like starting to like, as soon as you said Stevie, I was like, if he says songs of the king of key life, I'm going to have to figure out a whole new album because that's my personal answer. That's my favorite album. But yeah, we didn't, we didn't coordinate this. <laughs> that's just how y'all know we worked. <laughs> songs in the key of life. Just the title is like, yeah, that's what you need. <laughs> it's, and it starts off with my favorite song, Love's in Need of Love. That's the first song on the album. So it's like, it's perfect for me. Mm. Your turn. New face. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> you Googling stuff? No, oh. not yet. No, 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 no. I'm not ready. Like, I was like, all right. Uh, I'll go for now. Um, my my album would go for kind of of a more newer artist. Kind of his name is Busy Cook. Um, he has an album called. A We're so old. <laughs> <laughs> we made the same face. I was like, who? But that's but that's what's dope about this because we can you know coincide with different generations and stuff like that. And um, what I would say is um, his album is kind of like uh, it's based off of a book called. Um, uh, fuck. Everything is everything. I think it's called, and um, it kind of talks about different things in life, and about uh, just in just in general, like being a good person, and like uh, 
there's a lot of religion in it too and stuff like that. But that's what I would say for mine. Uh, it's called the album is called A Part of Everything, and um, it's pretty. It's pretty dope. Hip hop album. Yeah, it's hip hop. Uh, a little bit of R and B soul to it too. Um, if you like J Cole, if you like um, Jid, if you like um, like Erica Badu, that type of sound. All right. like, yeah, I'll look it up yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. You said oh, everything nice. is everything, and that yeah. automatically brought me to the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Right. So Funny how I'm money glad that you the situation. Said, right. Brittany's here. <laughs> <laughs> a little late, but just here. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's what I thought of. I'm glad that he's in that genre of people because I'm wondering now if that song is related to or similar to. Like it, yeah. Everything always reflects back yeah. to mm-hmm. an older album, whether mm-hmm. people know it or not. I'll give very special mention to Lauren Hill. Not necessarily the Miseducation, because even though that was like a big, profound album for Save everyone. my life. Ooh. See, why do we do yeah. this? We're so I like, <laughs> literally, one of the albums that I will always credit to, like, quote unquote, saving my life, was um, Lauren Hill's MTV Unplugged. Oh, man, I hate you. Sorry. Why do you take mine? That's literally the one I'm that I was so gonna mad. I have no Sorry. idea what we're talking about, except for Lauren Hill, and I'm just like over here with the jitters. Damn. All right, so what we're explaining is. Um, if you're going to pass down like an album to someone to explain like what life is all about or what life Damn. is done for you, where are you going to go? So the miseducation was a big thing for Warren Hill, but then she quote unquote went crazy mm-hmm. in, you know, in the, in the news eye, they said she went crazy, but she explains in the um, unplugged album that she didn't go crazy. She just started being honest about stuff. She, everything that, people would always like be hounding her for or photographers were always chasing her down for when she was trying to be private and hide that stuff they went crazy trying Mm -hmm. to get to her but the minute she put all her business out there on the table they left her alone Mm -hmm. because there was nothing special that's a a theory that you've adopted haven't you yeah till till the end of time i will put all my business out there because people leave you alone Mm -hmm. once i mean if there's if they already know everything they got no more questions for you so that album quote unquote saved my life too Come on, stank face. Go next. She had no time. That was, that's a very, um, that's a very deep question. Can I, can I make my own album? <laughs> can I make an album of like the greatest? It's not a concept. She's making a mixtape. Yeah. I, can I be like, wow, 207 or something? <laughs> totally 2008. Um. Oh, wow. Um, damn, I, I would really have to piggy for, for, damn, for the ladies, I'd really have to piggyback Lauren Hill. Um, damn, but also really a lot of Monica. Oh, good pick. And, and Brandy. I agree. Well, you know what though? When it comes Full to moon. Brand- oh, oh man. wow, go ahead. That and nobody really understood that album. Yeah, but I feel like that was, was really yeah, one did. of her dopest I albums. I was gonna say that. Like mm-hmm. no Brandy has is like a weird artist to me because she has like a lot of a lot of songs, but like they're really not known and like they were like 
deep cut songs. She was too much of a good girl for media, I think. You know, like she was raised by good people and she lived a fairly wholesome type life. So they weren't that interested in her. They weren't really that interested in her brother until he started doing all kinds of craziness. You know, so it's fine. The media's on you. Yeah. Yeah, they want you doing something wrong. And mm-hmm. then you're popular. How crazy is it? It's ridiculous. Though. It's absolutely ridiculous. But she still got blessed, regardless. This is true. Just oh, she came up. This is true. Just low yeah, key. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Low key. She keeps everything low key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's never been in the news for anything crazy. Nothing mm-hmm. crazy, no? Yeah. The only thing that made her like actually pop pop was the love and hip hop thing. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot I about that. She was trying to be in that, but <laughs> love and she was in love and hip hop. I've never seen love. She wasn't about that life, so she stepped out the scenes for her <laughs> right about you mondo since um, i stole one i'm sorry yeah <laughs> literally the one i was thinking about too like <laughs> well can you give us your reason why your yeah. person i had i had to, i just i had to switch it around I, i'm not even gonna <laughs> I, I didn't do my own thing um it's kind of a tie between uh gary clark jr's first album black and blue there's a lot of emotion and soul and you could feel it and hear it with not only the way he sings, but the way he plays guitar. He used to make that I guitar wail. Uh, him and Eric Clapton. Mm-hmm. Eric five. Clapton Unplugged, 1992. Yes. Probably was, that was my mom's favorite album. I never knew until I was like 18, between 16 oh and 18 God, years old. How much, that had, yeah, how, <laughs> how much that had to do with the world in itself. You know what I mean? He had struggles with dealing with death and the death of his child. Oh. And, so much went on, do you, having to deal with a drug addiction that came you know, shortly after that, leaving his, him and his wife split. Mm-hmm. Like, that guy went through a lot of stuff in five years, and he put it all down onto that album. And I was, I was, I was wild, man. I was just, had to be my pick there, other than Lauren. Lauren Hill was my first one. <laughs> it's just like that. Since you piggy, to piggyback on what you said about that being your monster album, this reminded me of another album, too. It's all of the all of her albums, but I'll just say like the, her her greatest hits. But Sade, oh, because man. because yo, let me tell you, and when I I used to listen <laughs> to Sade, <laughs> wife. I used to listen to we used to listen to Sade in the house mm-hmm. like either Saturday or Sunday, and it used to it was always when she was cleaning, and mm-hmm. she would light a candle. And mm-hmm. it's yo, a ritual, bro. Yo, everything with Chane is a ritual. That's right, like right. Dumpy in my house on Sundays, man. Like, <laughs> but like, let me. It really taught, like, showed me, like, really, like, about love and like, it, uh, but like a totally different type of love that I never had ever experienced or anything. Just by listening to her music mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. and the dope thing about it is just like how accepting, like. The kind of like the uh, hip hop community yeah. is when it comes to Sade and stuff like that, because you know she, she has that song which um, she has a song with Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Every time mm-hmm. I try to find it, I can never find the original version on YouTube. But I used to have it on my phone. I don't know where it's at now. But yeah, and just like she's just like a whole nother wave. Like you, feel, <clears throat> I put on. I can meditate. I can think. She just puts me on top and it just it just brings me back so many memories and it just helped me and helped also helped me with you know becoming a good man mm-hmm. you know yeah, she taught me sure. about heartache yeah for real teach you about a lot Ooh, that yeah, woman was so you know Bridget I'd love her to death she had never heard of Sade till like oh, a year no, ago you gotta be like me. and so, so cool. I played a couple of songs for her and she's like 
what is this? Mm-hmm. What, what's happening? She's like, I love this. And I was like, oh, honey. I feel my heart blossoming. <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> she did an awakening within her. It was so cute, though. I always know it's real when you introduce a song to somebody and they it's visually they visually look upset because the songs are not because of what was in the song. It wasn't even. It wasn't even. Like, don't, no, don't end. Don't end. I'm in my, I'm in, I was <laughs> in my room going. painting, and the mood that I was in, like the painting that I was making, called for that type of music. music. Mm-hmm. So I had it playing, and she literally left her room, turned off her TV. Oh, like knocked and opened my door. She was like, "What are you listening to?" And I was like, "Yes, girl, voodoo. come on in." <laughs> I'm listening to voodoo. It's magic, baby. Uh, <laughs> she was. She's amazing. So, I guess it's, it's your turn. turn. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I took a while. I'm sorry, guys. I had to think about this for a little bit. All right. So, what I'm gonna, uh, what I can um, suggest is the new album that just came out with DJ Khaled. Uh, the king, uh, the son of the father of Assad. King, but yeah, father. The father of Assad. That's so a really like, good one. Yeah, I was surprised. Don't yeah. Don't sleep on that album. Don't sleep on that album. Don't sleep on that album. Me, Isaac, I'm just like another one. Like we all got to walk She said DJ Khaled in my head. Yo, don't sleep on the album. Like you see how I mentioned that one, that one name, that one album, and all this appraisal about it. So you know, don't sleep on this album. So what about this album? As I said earlier. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Um, someone said something the last podcast episode that kind of stuck with me a little bit. They mentioned that at one point, you know, in the beginning, more or less, we were a little more serious. We delved a little more into the idea of actually talking about what it means to be a good man or what makes a good man. And then, you know, more people got involved and we have a good time together. So it turns into like eating and drinking and laughing and still talking, but not getting as deep. So tonight, despite all the laughter in the background, <laughs> I'm going to try to dig a little deeper. So I might try to pull some personal stories out of everybody if we have some to share, if you're willing to share. But uh, someone said something to a friend of mine a few days ago, and it kind of made me think. A friend of mine just became a um, school guidance counselor or therapist. She just graduated from Kutztown. That's cool. And a friend of ours posted on, you know, the college picture, you know, she's glad to see that she's going to be there for other people because we know what it's like to need someone to be there for us when we were kids and not have it. Mm-hmm. So I think the quote is something like, you know, be for them what you would have needed when you were a kid. So it made me think. And then I got real emotional because <laughs> it's me and I'm fucking emotional. Yeah, I was saying, didn't shit. see that coming at all. <laughs> And I started thinking about what I'm doing for my children and why I'm doing the things that way. And then I start, you know, you put the pieces together after a while. I see that I'm there for my kids like every morning because when I was a kid, I didn't have that. I was on my own most of the time. I see that a lot of things that I do around the house daily, I do because no one else did it when I was a kid. When you're used to being there for yourself because no one else is really helping you, you just get used to it. You don't really think too much about it. (laughs) But then I was thinking about a conversation that we were having about some other people in our lives. And you have a choice. 
when you're an adult and you have children, you can either be for them what you needed when you were a kid, <coughs> or you can also be the person that's not really there quite as much, not really doing as much, not trying to help them be better people. <coughs> Again, sorry about the coughing. So <laughs> I'm, I'm coughing, not crying, I promise. Right so, now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> I was say, not yet. <laughs> so I was thinking about some little things. A few nights ago, we went to my son's little spring recital concert thingamajigger. And we sat there for the dumbest reasons, getting teary-eyed and crying and holding he was hands. So cute. <laughs> he pulled out a kazoo and we started getting all teary-eyed and shit. <laughs> but then I thought about that while we were there. And I remembered, like, in middle school and high school, I did musicals, I did plays, I did chorus, I was breakdancing squad, I was on the diving team, I did school shows. None of my family saw any of that shit. And I sat there thinking about that, watching my son perform, and I was like, fuck, this is what it's like to actually, like, if you could have seen how many times he looked out at the audience and just like smiled and waved at us. And I was like, damn, all those times I didn't see anybody in the audience. That's a good feeling. <clears throat> so it made me a little emotional I was thinking about it and then I started thinking about other stuff and I'm thinking like I get up with my kids every day <clears throat> I make breakfast I do hair I pick out clothes we're teaching them you know self-sufficiency around the house and I'm like alright we're doing a pretty fucking good job and focus in the now yeah focus in the now yeah I was trying to teach Leilani how to do her own hair. I was like, baby, I got to show you because daddy's not going to be there every day. And he, he wasn't even in the room. And he popped his head and he was like, daddy's going to be there every day. And I was like, I truth be told, she really has. She's 11 she, yeah. now. She has to learn how to, especially she got, she got curly, nappy type hair. She needs, she needs to learn to how to get it done. Yeah, yes. So I was like, I'm Before looking at Before she's 18 and on her own and, and doesn't know how to do her hair. Right, and it's all like Hobbit, or before she gets that one person to convince her to start straightening it out yes. and then it's damaging and, it. and what you know me, so but i'm trying to like teach her and he's I used like to have hair too, he's girl. looking okay. at me like like you better leave my baby <laughs> 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 yeah, love her, have her love herself love her natural self. yeah i i get that what i i get that isaac um i never thought about it like that per se um i think sometimes I feel like sometimes I could be maybe too much mother or not enough mother for them in a lot of instances Mm -hmm. but I feel like that's because I look at it differently than what my mom did like my mom was always motherhood and sometimes I just didn't need or want the motherhood Mm -hmm. sometimes I just needed your ear And I needed your unbiased ear versus your motherhood ear. So I try to make sure my kids know that they can talk to me about anything. I talk to them about anything, whether they like it or not, even Mm -hmm. if they think that it's goofy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think I put my kids in everything. I'm there for, I'm not there for a lot of practices, but I'm there for a lot of performances. That's mm-hmm. important. And sometimes I feel bad that I'm not there for the practices mm-hmm. because Zakari really wants me to be there. But on the, at the same token, she does worse when I'm around because she's so busy paying attention to me mm-hmm. and looking at her that she's not doing what she needs to be doing the right way. Mm-hmm. So I try to distance myself a little bit. It's rough. Um, but I, I guess 
So I wonder what my kids think about my motherhood capabilities when it comes to the household stuff. Because I am the worst housekeeper. <laughs> I am just the worst. I've been in my house for, what, four months now? I still don't even have all my curtains up. <laughs> I have all the curtain rods. I went and bought all those. I just didn't physically put them fucking up yet. Like... And instead of putting the curtain up, it's like, oh, just open the bathroom door. They can't see if the door's open. The door's blocking the window, you know? Just like, bitch, why don't you just put the fucking curtain up? <laughs> it's like, I don't know, because the solid 15 hours that I have at home throughout the week, which are three here, four here, whatever, I just want to do fucking nothing. Yeah. That's okay, but is, is Is it? Mm. Sometimes well, it doesn't, it, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't have to be perfect. You know what I mean? Their home is happy. It's their home is I happy so. and it's maintained. It's okay. You don't have to be like yeah, it's little miss, you know, it's, just it's perfect everywhere, socks. but it, it's lived in. There's things, it happens. You work, they have activities. I wanted you know, to leave if you my were door home all day. When I looked, I was like, oh shit, no, this <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, they can see your knickknacks are not in order over there. <laughs> but if you were home all day and your house is the way it is, and that would be different, then we'd be like, oh, Miss Brittany, we need to talk. But you're not home all day. You're home for like maybe three hours a day two and a half hours a day minus your sleeping time yeah. so it's excusable it's work aroundable it, you know what i mean like mm -hmm. you're not home i'm stay at home mom if you were a stay at home mom and the house is a mess we'd, we'd have something to talk about mm -hmm. you're good like trust me like i gotta work on zakari julian's more sufficient than she is julian can cook some things already julian can run the washing machine he's also I was, the oldest i yeah, but sometimes. I was very much like Julian was uh, the boy uh -huh. and I didn't want him to be the type of boy that my brothers were, mm -hmm. that they didn't do shit around the house except for trash. And that was it. And I'm the type, no, fuck that. I used to be so <laughs> mad at my mom all day long that I had to do the dishes mm -hmm. all the time because I was the girl. No, Julian, you're going to know how to do dishes. You're going to know how to wash clothes. You're going to know how to cook. And if I can help it, you can sell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's it, it it's a mess, but I don't. He doesn't really express enough for me to know whether or not I'm going in the right direction. Then you'll take never it, know until you take they're also of a certain age when they're out there yeah. on their own, and you get to watch them have their own house. You'd be like, I told you. Take shit. it as take it as the <laughs> response factor to tell you how well you're doing, like how well mm -hmm. is, if he accepts the information. I, no, I woke you, up the other morning and half the dishes were done. Well, if you if listen, I came in the house, I was like. If that happens, then that means the message was received, you taught him the right thing, and he took action to it. Mm -hmm. Which means you that's enough for you to know that you're still doing a good thing. Because as parents, we all know that this is not a thankful endeavor. Nobody's gonna come up to you and thank you for your True. fucking job. This mm -hmm. is it's naturally our fucking job to be parents, and we're not looking for thank yous. But when you see the progress happening because of your own words of wisdom, that means you're doing your job. And yeah. and to be honest, your son is the kind of kid. I think he might tell you if you fucking up. Yeah, I feel like, he would. <laughs> like if you're really really yeah, Brittany, messed up, that's hard. I think he they would sit with you and they'd be like, "Mama, we need to talk." <laughs> <laughs> but that's but again, that's the token to how you've raised your kids. You know what I mean? Like they would say something. I think yeah, you know they wouldn't be rude or mean about it. But they'd be but like, they "Mom, it's you. not working. Mm -hmm. Something's I, going on." I had to catch myself talking to Zakari today because. I woke up. She came home from school. I got up and she's, she's telling me, she's like, mom, 
did you know about so-and-so and her boyfriend and him cheating on her and blah, 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 blah. and I was just like what in her house are you serious <laughs> and then I sat back I said wait a second how do you know this and then I'm like we can't talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like you're like I had to ca- after I got half the information. <laughs> you child, like they were an adult because of a show probably. Judge me all day long. <laughs> <laughs> after half the conversation, I realize I'm talking to my eight and a half year old child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, Mom, why is this going on? And then like that was my moment to either white lie it out and, you know, do all that or <laughs> give her the real. Well, what'd you do? I gave her the real. That's the way you're supposed to do it. <laughs> I gave her That's the real. That's the way you're supposed to do <laughs> My issues with giving Zakari the real is she talks a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she'll repeat <laughs> she, Yo, oh, she talks yeah. a lot. <laughs> but I told her, I said, you know what, honey, it's karma. I said, at the end of the day, you lose them how you get them when you're doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's not right that he cheated, but at the end of the day, he cheated on his first wife with her. So what made her think she he was going to treat her any differently? Mm-hmm. Coming right back around. Yes, and I told her, I said, when you get into those situations, don't deal with it. If he has somebody, don't deal with it because you're only going to end up getting hurt in the long run. And I'm sitting, everything I'm telling her, I can hear my mom like, that's too much. That's too much, Brittany. That's too much. She doesn't need to know all that. And I'm but just if she like, knows everything telling else, her more. <laughs> the more I hear my mom in my ear, the more I tell her. That's the worst thing that you can do for your children is let them know half the story. Yeah. Because yeah, then their brains go haywire and they start making up their own scenarios. Yes, they're confused. They're mad confused. Well, we and do the same thing. That, I'm sorry. No, no, no. And on top of that, you're the parent, nobody else. Don't mm-hmm. let anybody teach you how to parent your child you know what i mean you can take <sighs> advice but that's your child at the end of the day you pop mm-hmm. the baby out so do you we do that with our kids when yeah. it's time to talk about something you do it we sit down at the table i respect all out yeah i respect the way he does it he, he does it like <coughs> almost like medieval council style or like, you ever, you ever seen how they white people style. we have thrones? family meetings at like, the table yeah there's there's an issued report everybody it. must be at the table you must discuss what we have on the table like it's i find that very cool doesn't build up and stuff like, yeah questions get answered and that's mm-hmm. that's a very mm-hmm. important thing for there's kids there's only one answer it's got multiple answers yeah Quite, I, I I like the fact that questions aren't shut down. Yes. Because every time I had a question, my mom, that's none of your business. Mind yes. yourself. Yep. And I would say in sent off to my room, you know, and it's like, but, but, but it is my business. It's affecting us. It's affecting the house. Like, I should know. <laughs> she raises her hand. It's like, <laughs> it's that island parent thing. It, it really yeah. is. It's the yeah. island parent thing. They were like, mind yourself and send you away. And it's like, no, like this is happening in our household. Now, it may not Children be my be specific business, heard. but I'm listening to it. It's affecting me because it's obviously affecting you. And you have everything you do affects me. So why do I not need to know this? Why do I not need to know what's happening? That's facts. That's facts. Um, to add on to what you were saying, my mom does the same thing. Not only my mom, my grandmother does the same thing. And I heard that. All right, folks, we are back. Um, During the break, we were kind of talking about nature versus nurture. And there are some younger folks at the table who want to share some stories. But before we do, I just want to say one quick little story of mine. So about a year and a half ago, a friend of mine passed away. Still not sure exactly why. There's a lot of trivial stuff around the subject. But his father and I are still very much in communication. 
And it goes back to that nature versus nurture thing. Because when we were growing up, we lived on a small street in like Southside, 6th Street, 6th and Laurel. My street was very older, white, Polish, just about everybody. It was me and maybe one other black family. <coughs> my family, ghetto as fuck. Mm-hmm. Cops there all the time. My mother was a drug addict. My uncle was a drunk. There was always issues. There was always drama. And then my best friend who lived like <coughs> six houses down, his father is like an Olympic gymnast. Mother, I don't remember what she did, but like they had this stereotypical like kind of white household. As we grew up though, nature versus nurture, I went the good boy route. His son went the bad boy route. And it kind of makes you wonder how that happens and why it happens. You were telling the story about the two twins, mm-hmm. same household, but they both come out completely different and that happens. So when it comes down to the actual nature versus nurture thing, it really, it's just, it's about what your options are, knowing what they are and actually making the right choices because you can have everything handed to you. Yes, you can. Don't mean you can't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. That's fucking true. <laughs> you that. can come from That's absolutely nothing and gain the world. If you put your head into it the right way. I think sometimes that's how it it often works. Like the people, they have too much. It's like overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, they're like, oh, I get everything. Everything is given to me. Like, I don't know what to do with it all. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. And, you know, like they feel as, I don't know, it's weird. And then the people that have to struggle that didn't have much. Sometimes we're the ones that it's like, all right, well, I was given shit. So let me turn that shit into some kind of gold or something. Yeah, make yeah. it work for me or make it better. I feel like it's always I need more when well, you didn't have when you, when it wasn't there, wasn't given to you. It's always I need more. I want more. I want to be better. Mm-hmm. And the kids who had the silver spoon kids, it's I'm not worried about it. Mama, take care of it. Dad, yeah. do this. That you know what I mean? All like of us. I watch. I look at the difference between my kids and the difference in my brother's kids. And my kids have a harder life because we don't have as much money but my kids are way happier than your kids and you guys have mm-hmm. everything that you need they don't want for anything but mm-hmm. they're so sheltered and so cut off and just so bored that they hate it they, mm-hmm. they hate it you know they don't have they don't they live all the way in north carolina and he's told me she's like i cannot wait till we're near you because then i have family that's near me that doesn't live with me mm-hmm. you know i have somewhere else like i can go mm-hmm. i can totally see my niece and nephew being the kids that grow up to be she's she gonna be a little hoe. <laughs> he gonna he gonna turn around because he got anger issues he gonna be fucking people up like i i can totally see them see being yeah i can totally see them being those yeah. kids mm-hmm. and not wanting them to be those kids but um what do you want them to do when you don't give them you don't give them that opposition. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have that. It's always, well, this is what it has to be. So when they do finally get that freedom, that freedom, they're going to like, they go nuts. And that choice happens in a split fucking second. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a cue. Like everything, everything uh, you do. Mm-hmm. I always feel as though people who have to deal with great turmoil and like great disadvantage do not lack vision. Mm-hmm. Like that is the strongest thing I think anybody who comes from it doesn't even have to be being poor it could be any form of turmoil you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. we don't <clears throat> lack vision that is we have a sight and we know the path we know what we have to do that's where like people who have advantages cannot see 
that same vision. It's be- they have a harder looking time beyond getting the there. veil of yeah. what's in front of you. Absolutely. And I feel like that's that's a disadvantage that you get mm-hmm. from having a sh- like a, a cushioned life. I could say mm-hmm. it that way. Mm-hmm. I want to get the floor of a mirror because... Yeah, yeah, I was about to I went, I went like this. I was about to pull his arm. Like, oh, it's his turn. <laughs> uh, well, to backtrack on what we were talking about before, like, uh, if there was anything I would have wanted more is, uh, I would want more of, like, uh, a more, like, deeper relationship with my father. Um, my real dad, like, he was, like, he was, he was always cool with, you know, talking about uh, what's going on in, like, comics or, like, with movies or, like... He related with, to With you. fun things like that. But, like, I, I can never say, like, he actually really told me, like, a real lesson in life or anything like that. Um, and especially, like, as growing up, too, like, he's always been, like, um, had his own opinions and everything. So I, growing up, I had always like fear to even have like that conversation with him because if I was to open my mouth about something, it, it, I knew it would get shut down automatically mm-hmm. because it, it wasn't something that he wanted to talk about mm-hmm. or it wasn't something that he, he most likely didn't, didn't agree with. Oh, like so it oversighted his wisdom for yeah. it. So what was he going to share? Yeah. So like I never really, um, I never really had that from him. Mm-hmm. Um, growing, now that we're um, older now, and um, he can kind of see, like, I've learned my own lessons through, by myself and things like that. And uh, uh, so, like, he doesn't even really bother about it like that anymore. So that's probably what I would ask from that. But also to piggyback from what we were talking about from before, uh, <clears throat> getting that freedom back and things like that. Um, once, Once you do have that, you kind of like get to see like the new person that somebody is because I've seen it happen with a couple of people that used to live in my house and now that they're on their own and doing their own thing, uh, they were sheltered back a lot from a lot of things going up and to see them doing their own thing now and being their own person, uh, you get to really see like, cause they were real, you get to really see like what they were trying to show who they were. Who they were, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of wish I, it could have been, like, a little bit more open. But I feel like, you know, my parents were so, like, and, like, the generation that they're from were so, like, stuck in their ways about things. that They, they never was really open to being different <coughs> or to, like, you don't, you can't have an opinion mm-hmm. in, 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 in this. And it's something, like, I'm still actually dealing with right now with my own parents. But... It's lo- as slowly as I start going through life and getting older and showing my actions and things, it's it's getting better. But that's my take on that. There's um, there's a big part of that that, like I said earlier, it can be the flick of a switch and your entire life can change. Mm-hmm. Once you actually get to the point where you grew up in a sheltered household and now you're free... That's that switch. Because yeah. either you're going to go fucking nuts and do all kinds of crazy shit you could never do before, or you're going to remain sheltered and not really live out your life. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, our kids, we try to let them be expressive and be who they yeah. are and what they're going to yeah, be. Because to give it I was always afraid that, like, if I held you back too much, mm-hmm. it's gonna once fix. you're gone, yeah. you might fucking explode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do all, like, what is it? Uh, what do the Amish people do? 
Rumspringer. Uh, yeah, Rumspringer. <laughs> Were they allowed out for you? That scares yeah. the fuck out of me. I, t- I, was, I was talking to Julian. That's a whole other Julian. kingdom. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. I was talking to Julian about this probably about a week and a half ago. And I was explaining, I don't know why we were talking about being 18 and the freedom of 18. And he sees sees the end of the path. I I was explaining to him how when I was 18, me and my mom did a lot of arguing Mm -hmm. and a lot of fighting and screaming and yelling. And at 18, I didn't understand why we were doing all of this. At 33, I understand why we were doing exactly. all of this. <laughs> because when I was 18, I had a newfound freedom. And you mm-hmm. weren't trying to let me express my freedom. Mm-hmm. And I felt as though I'm grown. I can't even get in trouble by the cops if I'm outside. So who the fuck are you to tell me I need There's to be no in the house by 930? Yeah. I'm 18 years old. How rude is that? <laughs> I didn't. I could not understand how my mom just didn't understand what it was like to be 18. How can she not understand That's what it was like? Me. It was so You know long why ago. she didn't understand my newfound freedom? My mom was a mom by she sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she mothered you it. so long she didn't even know she what the fuck to do. She didn't have no eighteen-year-old freedom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, never she moved out of before. her mom's house at fifteen and a half years old. That so was she didn't even freedom. have that experience. Exactly. That's even more. <laughs> she moved out of her mom's house because she was pregnant with me. So it's not like you moved out and you got to go crazy. No, you moved out. You moved in with a man. You got married. You had babies and just kept having babies after that. Mm -hmm. So it's not that she didn't want me to express my newfound freedom. She didn't understand what I was going through or what I was dealing with because she didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And I realized a lot of our parents did not have what mm. we had <clears throat> they didn't they didn't have what they gave us even though a lot uh, for a lot yeah. of us like oh well they didn't give us a whole lot but they actually gave us way more than what they had because mm. our parents were parents younger than what we were so they didn't get the freedoms that we had <coughs> and they didn't get the experiences that we had so i had to explain to julian that now that it's m- going to be my turn i'm stuttering already <laughs> now that it's going to be my turn and i'm going to have to have an 18 year old i'm going to have to Try and give you that understanding because Mm -hmm. I understand what it's like to be 18 and I can stay out to three, four o'clock in the morning if I want to not come home for two days. I have to try and give you that understanding. I have to set ground rules and I have to give you room to make mistakes because it's brand new. It's going to not break curfew their first week when they're 18. He's going to break curfew every single day on purpose. You're fighting. (laughs) You're fighting the nurture aspect that you've been sharpening the entire time because like I'm sure it's something that's gonna fuck me up too and I know it's gonna fuck you guys up too it's they're still your babies yeah. regardless mm-hmm. of their mm-hmm. fucking age mine is your about kids to are your kids. yeah your kids are your kids and it's hard to conceptualize your babies the way you've been thinking about them for 18 years to now be adults now they really are babies they're doing their own fucking thing and that's mm-hmm. with the fight that want to be there as a parent for them to help them get further along and become a parent or an yeah. adult of their own. We, so just, when you're we 18, just said something you're like a scary day. You're scary to thing about. And you know what? <laughs> I don't even remember what it's happened. It's fine. I know no, I'm going to be upset. You're going to break your curfew. You're going to go out and you're going to drink before you're 21. I'm, oh, yeah. What I want you to do, <laughs> what I want you to do for real, for real, please don't hide. Just call me and say, Mom, can you pick me up? Because I'm really I'm fucked up. I'm yeah. <laughs> and he started laughing. I said, I'm dead ass. I'm serious. I'd rather pick you up in the middle of the night than not see you again. I would rather you call me and 
and right. say, Mom, can you pick us up because we're drunk mm-hmm. or we're high or we're this and or let that? You drive home. I would rather owner. yes. Don't come walking home in the middle of the night because nope. the cops are going to fuck with you for public drunkenness and all that. And they're going to just call black, me. Your skin color. They're going to stop. You yeah, that is a problem about. here. You know what I mean? That That's right there. Happen, that right, right there. You're 18. You're going to go do all this. So my ground rule for you is, yes, you're going to have a curfew. No, it's not going to be 930. However, I just want to know where you're at. I want to know that you're safe. Mm -hmm. And like I said, if you're fucked up, just call me so I can come pick you up, please. Mm -hmm. Don't try to come home (laughs) on your own or in somebody else's car. I'll pick you up. I'll pick your friends up. We can we can work with that. I'd rather you you piss me off and disappoint me than you not come home. Yeah. yeah. Also, this is going to be a point of advice for you guys, and this is exactly how my dad did it. I've respected the fuck out of it. The first curfew when I was 18 was like 12.30. The first time I broke it, my dad didn't get mad at me. He was just like, all right, you have to be home by one every time now. He extended it right away. He was just like, it's, it, this is this is reality. He's, mm-hmm. like, I, he's like, I just don't want anything to happen. He's like, and the closer you get to 2.30... The bigger of a problem it could be, the more people can get involved yeah. in the wrong yes. party. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's why he told. I, I remember yes. he said twelve thirty. He's like, most people your age are, are home around that time anyway. Yeah. He goes, but I'm gonna extend it to keep you in between that time frame of what gets really bad, mm-hmm. yeah. so you can see it. Oh. He was like, I want you to see it. A friend of mine, like a week later, died in a car accident because they hit by a drug driver. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was exactly what he was talking That's about. So They're traveling. 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2.30 2
No, I had to do what was necessary. I used to take jewelry. So I actually my kind of appreciated like, my, my mom's baby curfew. home, and you can take your ass back outside. That my mom said the same. My baby home, because I, because I didn't want to be the 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 girl. I didn't want to be the young mom whose mom always had her kid. Yeah. If I want to go out, well, I'm gonna have to take the kid. And that's just the way it was. I'd bring extra blankets, extra bottles, all that good stuff. I was well stuff. prepared. Very well but prepared. I wasn't. And yo, 9, 30, 10 o'clock hit. Where's my baby? You can go out all you want to, but you bring my baby home. It's too mm-hmm. cold. It's too hot. It's too this. It's too that. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late for a baby to be out. And that's it. Yeah. That's no, my mom did the same thing. And I would. I, I mean, not often, but like once in a while on a Friday, I'd be like, well, I guess my mom's going to watch Malachi, you know, like I, I kind of have to, you know, see, it was a thing and I didn't mind it as much because it was like, okay, well, he's safe. He's in bed. He's, he's taken care of. I still didn't hang out to too late. I was out to like maybe see, 11. I was opposite. I got comfortable with it to the point that when I did get my own place, my kids were at my mom's house more than they were home with oh, me. No, I didn't do that. They I was, was, they were, because, honestly, I went to school. When I, when I moved out, I was still going to rack. So I went to school Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And then I worked Friday. I worked Monday and Friday and some hours on the weekends. So I didn't really have my kids anyways except for a couple hours a day. So then I used to just justify, oh, well, my mom, I got to get up in the morning. So can they just stay for the night? <laughs> I'm going to have to bring them over in the morning anyways, right? Then I'm going out. I was out every night of me and Destiny used to go out every single night of the week. It was sad. I have difficulties with that even now. Like I'm 36. I've been a single dad for like five years. I still have issues giving my kids to my parents because like I'm again, this is just me like delving into my own brain and wondering why things are the way they are. I had such a <laughs> shitty childhood with no one ever being there for me that I force myself to be there like constantly for my kids, for everything. So it has to be like a fucking medical emergency for me to call my parents and be like, hey, can you you watch them for the weekend? Yeah. Like the last time I did it was because I had to like go out of state. That was the only reason I would do that. Right now, my parents will call and like come and get the kids for like a weekend. Mm -hmm. Maybe once every three or four months. Not because I don't want them to, not because they don't want them to, just because I make every effort I can for me to be here for my kids so like my brain went the complete polar opposite like I didn't I'm want any freedom another, because I wanted to another challenge coming on <laughs> I've gotten better I'm, at it I'm still another challenge coming on <laughs> I challenge you <laughs> to take a weekend off yeah I told you we have to I, I challenge you, you to take, need a, weekend to take a weekend off before we have the baby yeah, yeah. we need to go even, oh my if, goodness, even yes. if we just go like to Jersey on the beach for two days yeah. or some I don't care no, don't go to I'm just saying why I went to Rehoboth and I was disappointed because it was not gay enough for me. Right? <laughs> Rehoboth is not popping. It was it's not. Not at all. It, it was not. not it's a lie. As soon as I took, I said, oh, we're going to Rehoboth. They was like, oh, you're going to Rehomo? Even the church ladies, you're going to Rehomo? Oh my God. You know, they be all like, and I got there. I was excited. I was waiting to see all the people, you know, and I I got there and it was, no, it's a, it's a, it's a bunch of older gay people. I said, yo, are we in the wrong spot? Like, is there like a middle of the boardwalk that we missed or something? Like, where's all the gay people? 
It was not gay at all. At their house, they're wine drinkers and antique buyers. Yeah, yeah like it's it's so old, I was so crowd. disappointed. It was like no gays. But I, but no, I was telling him, I was like, wait, but we need to go somewhere where it's just us. Even if I'm out yep. to here, I can't drink. I don't care. Even if you need There's help no having somebody kids. take the kids, There's nothing. What it's you need to do though for adult time, friends, write me a list. Yeah. When Danielle had Lorelai, we spent a week. This is what you, I think she was like seven or eight months pregnant. We spent a week in. When Lorelai was first born, we spent a week in Miami. When Anna Lee was born, we spent a week in Ocean City, Maryland. Each time I've had a kid, that's the best fucking stress relief you could possibly yeah. have <coughs> and give to another person who is pregnant and has only been dealing with shit like that, bodily mm-hmm. stress and exterior stress. Dude, when you both get out, it really, really, like, having somebody else relax with you is some real shit. hmm I look forward to it. I don't know where mm-hmm. we're going, but we're going to figure it out. Okay. Go to Evermore. Go <laughs> <laughs> to Evermore, yo. Just go to bed. Take your kids out of the house and go to bed. Fuck it. <laughs> That's the funny thing. That's what I was thinking. I was like, Sometimes we go on the vacation. best vacation is a staycation with nobody here. Fine with me too, because we don't do this. Uh, Sometimes that's the best. I go uh-huh. I go on vacations with my dad and shit. I hate going on vacations with him because all that nigga wants to do is sleep. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> a vacation to me, yo. Wait till you get our age. You're going to be looking forward to that. I love weekends without the kids. If I don't have to work for most of the weekend, I lay in the house and I eat snacks Word. and I watch TV and mm-hmm. I really wish I had a downstairs bathroom because I, I hate having to go all the way upstairs. <laughs> all right, folks, we'll be right back and we'll wrap things up. All right, we're going to try to wrap these things up just a little bit. Earlier in the podcast, we talked about that light switch, that moment in time where something happens, some big event, some small event, whatever it might be, where you have to make a choice about what you're going to do with your life. You're going to go the right way or the wrong way. So just to end the podcast, I kind of wanted to go around the table and see if anyone remembers theirs. Which one? I remember mine. (laughs) As long as you remember one, tell a story. Um, My story, my moment where I really figured like, all right, this is it. I have a chance to actually do something with my life. Like I said, I did a whole lot of stuff as a young man. Parents, family members never came. No one came to my graduation, except for my non-biological parents. Um, There was a time where I was still dancing, I was still teaching dance, still choreographing. My team had gone on to win like international team of the year. My family never saw any of it. One summer, our group was performing at the band shell of Bite City Park. Exactly what you're talking about. And my non-biological sister just happened to be there, like in the audience, just happened to be there. Mm -hmm. And when I came off the stage, tears were like flooding down her face. Because she felt bad that she didn't even know that I could do that. And it was one of those moments where, like, to me, it was kind of normal by then. Like, we were just dancing. We were doing our thing. But once it got to the point where, like, people in the audience were, like, yelling my name. And the DJ knew my name. And the DJ called me back out, like, three times. And she was like, I didn't know you did this. I didn't know you could do that. And now I feel like shit because I know none of us were ever there for it. And that, like, I went home later that night and, like, fucking bawled my eyes out. Because for, like, the first time, I knew what it felt like to have, like, a family member be proud of you for the Mm -hmm. shit that you were working your ass off for. So, 
So <laughs> that was my little story. Anybody else? <laughs> I, hate the, I hate to sound stereotypical, but it is the point in time where it made a big difference. Uh, before, when I was younger, I used to study a lot of martial arts, so discipline was a huge thing for me. Uh, in 2008, when I went to jail, was really where I made my decisions mm. on what paths I decided to take. I'm glad I did. Everything worked out well, but like a lot changed. A lot changed, and that sh- it wasn't really a short amount of time, but I had plenty of time to fucking think. So it cha- it made me want to change myself, and it wasn't even that I put myself. I didn't put myself in that position. I just ended up in a in a position. It's one of those fucked up things that you land in one of those uh, situations where life changes in a second. As one of those, I didn't do anything that wrong. I ended up just sticking up for somebody and. The little guy never returned the favor. So, mm. um, I think for me, I can't really think of when I was younger because for the most part, I kind of... Yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the... Hear me out. So, like, uh, when I was younger, younger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, when I was younger, younger. Yeah, like... My I mostly had a good support system my whole life. Um, it was either my mom was always there. I always had my mom's family was just always there, and my grandmother from my dad's side was always there too. Um, so like I never really had like not somebody there for me. But with that moment where I realized, um, like that same experience that you kind of went through is kind of like right now, with knowing that like I have people like you guys here. And just like as I keep meeting new people, um, it's getting closer with other people too. Like, I realized like there are other people that are still there that are there for you and that care about you, and like it doesn't just have to be with your actual blood. It can always be from outside. And most of, most from what I've realized now, like sometimes it's even it's even more stronger with the people who aren't closer or aren't really related to you than the people that are related to you so i mean uh just be being a part of the podcast would probably be my story i think i spoke about that before Aww. yeah so like um <laughs> yeah they grow up so fast <laughs> yeah but you know i'm not even fucking thinking it so, shut up. <laughs> so um that would be my part my story because being a part of the podcast listen to other people uh Going through what I've went through probably like between this last whole year, which has been crazy how it's almost a year now. And um, I've really like changed as like a man, as like a person, a human being, spiritually, like level, mentally, all that. And it's just like, I guess I'm going through my story now. So I would say right now is my story. So. Mm-hmm. That's you know why what? we do this. Yeah. That's why to, we're all sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> I have to piggyback. I have to piggyback a mirror, um, because it has nothing to do with your age. Yeah. Um, no, not at all. I probably my first aha moment was probably when I came. I want to say when I came home from jail, but it was probably while I was in jail. A lot of shit happened. Um, I had a therapist in there. Sandra Brown dopest lady in the fucking world like when you first look at her it's like this lady is not gonna understand me she don't know shit she bright red hair fucking 
not really busty, but she had the hugest ass in the world. She had the hugest ass in the world for an old lady. I'm gonna go get up and check but, the file. Whoa. Yo, she was so <laughs> thorough. Like everything about this white lady was so gangster mm-hmm. that me myself. Like, I had no choice but to just be open and honest with her. And I couldn't do anything but take her in. Yeah, yeah. Because she was she was just so hood. She's not really hood, but she... I mean, she's probably been working in the fucking prison system forever. But she was just very much, this is what it is, whether you fucking like it or not. And you need to get your shit together. Mm-hmm. And I liked her because she cursed at me. You know what I mean? She would tell me. If, if I was blaming myself for something, she would tell me, what the fuck are you doing? Like that's not your fucking fault. This is what's your fault, and this is what you need to do. And but, and she's real. Yeah, it sounds like she. Was and real. I would just be like, "How the fuck is she talking to me like that?" Like, <laughs> yeah, first time. <laughs> <think that. laughs> and then I would start looking for her, and I would notice if she wasn't on the block for a day or two, and then I'm like, well, "Where's she at?" And then she's getting messages when she comes in. Brittany, you were looking for me. Yeah, I just wanted to say hi. Mm. Just needed to see you. Mm-hmm. You hate me like she was my my Council. rock. Yeah, Council. she she was very much my rock. And she helped me to come to terms with a lot about myself. So getting released from jail in 2008, in my brain, it was like, okay, this is my time. I get to make my own choices, live my own life, do this and do that. I did absolutely none of that. Oh, shit, you got out in 08? <laughs> I did absolutely <laughs> fucking none of that. I went to school like I was supposed to. I took care of my kids like I was supposed to. I stayed with their dad like I was supposed to. I didn't do what it was that I really, really wanted to do. And I allowed everybody to talk me out of everything that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So this past year is my story mm-hmm. that I get to take control because I had to realize, and I haven't told him this yet, but I had to realize that I don't have an ident- I don't have an identity outside of their dad. Like I've been with him off and on since I was 18 years old. And I literally don't know how to be without him. I literally do not know how to be without him. I'm struggling financially. And the first thing I'm thinking about is, okay, well, maybe I should just ask him to come home so I can get caught up on my bills and shit. And then when income tax time comes, find, the fuck out. find a reason to argue. Send it back home. And then I'm like, no, Fighting bitch, that's girl. not right. That's so wrong. That like, is. you're fucked up. <laughs> and then I thought about it. And then I'm like, have I been doing that, though? Like, when I look at our track record, we break up and make up at the same times every year. Mm. And it's always when I'm broke. Mm. So, like, I literally, I'm not going to do that, Mondo. You know this. And it's like, I had to realize that at this point, at 33 years old, there's so much in my life that I'm unhappy with that I have to fix it. Mm-hmm. before I'm miserable to the extent that my kids are miserable mm-hmm. and then the rest of my life is just going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. If I want to own a restaurant, I have to take the steps to do that. Am I taking the steps that I want to take? Yes, because I want to work every position first before I do that. Getting your serve safe and your license, that that's all the easy shit. Mm-hmm. The hard shit is knowing the pros and cons of everybody's job, mm-hmm. how to run their jobs and getting the money to fucking open it up mm-hmm. in the first place. That was, that's the hardest part. Yeah. Everything else is fucking easy. Exactly. And I allow everybody <clears throat> to tell me, I can't, I can't, I can't. And it's like, damn, bitch, now you're 33 years old. You have a kid who's 
just about 18. I'm going to be driving in a couple years. Oh, my God. I'm going to die. Like, I can't do it. I have to do something about Mm -hmm. it. And he was talking to me the one night, and he's like, I love you, and I just want us to have a chance. And I I looked at him, and I was just like, I had nothing to say. Literally, I just looked at him and kind of half smiled. And then someone else was telling me, about their situation and they were like for a long time they would fight and argue fight and argue fight and argue is because you love each other and you want it to work i no longer fight and argue with you that was the time that's because i've accepted that we're done and you may not have accepted that but i don't fight and argue with you anymore and i don't care to have this conversation about whether we're going to get back together or how things can be different because it's not going to be, and I don't care to fix it anymore. Exactly. You know, like, I don't care to do it. It's like, life. now I need to find out who I am without you. Because I realize that I don't know myself without you. Mm-hmm. Everything about my life is with you. And now I need a life with you <coughs> outside of you. Um, so you're not the only one on your journey. Mm-hmm. Before you anyone be else. Young, young. <laughs> <laughs> you're not alone in your journey. Before anyone else tells different. their story, I'm going to just jump in there with Mondo and look at you dead in your face. <laughs> oh, <Mians. laughs> Yeah. You got to stop. to look back? Yes. <laughs> you got to stop doing this thing where you only come around on Wednesday. You're not alone. We're all no, here. All the time. All day I use me, my girl. schedule as an excuse. My schedule is my excuse. Do you remember- <laughs> to be antisocial? Do you remember the last time that you called me? Yes. What did I do? Honestly, I felt like it was the most awkward twenty minutes in the whole world. I oh. didn't know whether to sit down and be comfortable because I knew you had to leave for work in like less than that twenty minutes. That doesn't matter. So I was in the middle of doing shit. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? I do it. <laughs> And you need to understand this more because I've messaged you several times now when I know, I know something's wrong. Not, like, look, I know I'm not you know, good at that. You have to allow other people to do for you what you do for other people. Yeah, because yeah. you can't give it unless you can get it. Hold on, I'm sorry to cut you off. What's your sign? I'm sorry. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> You're a Gemini. Mm-hmm. All right. Both sides of that. <laughs> I deal. <laughs> I deal with Both a lot sides. of things internally <clears throat> instead. Yeah. But like we all just said here. You know, you're you're pushing Yo, they probably you're pushing you something out of that. your life right now because it's not working for you. It's not healthy for you. Start accepting the things that are good for you and the people that want to be there and want the best for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You gotta take that shit in that. too. Yeah. All right, go a, ahead. I just need a girlfriend and a boyfriend and then life would be great. No, you need you. Yeah. After I have me, but by the end I want a wife and a husband. I want to have a triple. Damn goals. Okay. <laughs> we need that. See where you going? Shit. All right. <laughs> Who's next? I'm gonna come and I need to know. Like I'm just trying to think. <laughs> We're all gonna walk around a house in chef hats and aprons. Okay. Um, yeah, we might be here. Right. <laughs> exactly. I've dreamt about that one too. You want to talk about the fifty-year plan, right? Girl, you have some wild ass dreams. <laughs> no, I will not. I will not do that. Right? I will not go into my dreams right now. I can't. I would just call her a fetish. <laughs> I would not. You won't be the first one, but it's okay. <laughs> Sneaks up on me, man. Uh, I got a couple. I got a 
from the store that's been dying for me to come out there. And then they found out that I had somebody and I was married. They were like, well, is he gay? <laughs> Wait, can he be gay too? They're not even mad. They just we want to go to Florida. Too. Florida too. It's too hot. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. <laughs> so they're come up here. At least eyes, I'm good. <laughs> Um, okay so I mean I've had a couple of those moments we're not gonna go like deep 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 I'll go into I guess oh it's deep regardless I'm gonna go into the last one so my ex-husband and I were together since like right after high school I got pregnant with my oldest then we had another one and it was like an 11 year relationship um so after that I went a little you know you separate you get your own place you go a little crazy and I'm spread all over the board so it was this one and that one and this one's friend and that one's beer yeah, that was a so year. I went nutty and it was two years <laughs> and, then I, and then I started dating this one guy who um, I had a big problem with figuring out and learning who I was mm-hmm. at the time because for so long I was somebody's mom and I was somebody's wife and I was somebody somebody somebody's but not my own for the longest Mm -hmm. time. So I didn't really love me. I just kind of like, I was okay with me. So I found myself in a relationship with a man who kind of refused to love me. And I thought it was great. (laughs) You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I have my freedom, but I also have my sex and my time and my this and my that. And it lasted for way, way too many years. Um, He was emotionally abusive and then he became physically abusive. And I found all these reasons of why it was okay to allow all this stuff to happen and to continue. You know, I found myself making fights with him to break up. No, not even to break up, just to have something that was more alive than what I felt inside. So we... We broke up once. We broke up like five times. We broke up once and I didn't realize what had happened. Um, I ended up having a miscarriage, had no idea I was pregnant and I was okay with it, kind of. So I went into this deep depression and um, so then he came back and, you know, it was like, sorry, I love you. I didn't know this was happening. Blah, blah, blah. Let's get better. And it didn't get any better. Not really for a little bit. Um, And then a year after that, we ended up getting pregnant again. And I hated it. Like, I didn't want it. I didn't want him anymore. I couldn't stand it. I hated myself. And I kind of felt like I caused it on my own, but I think the universe was just reflecting my mood and how I was. Mm -hmm. So at like four and a half months, I ended up having another miscarriage. Um, Two weeks later, he beat the fucking life out of me, said it was my fault that I had the miscarriage, I wasn't taking care of myself, blah, 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 blah. PFA, cops came, they took him away, yada, yada, yada. I was on my own and I was disgustingly depressed. And the doc, they kept giving me Percocets and these pills and that pills. And then when the prescriptions ran out, I was finding them. And then my son's dad was like, yo, I don't know what's wrong with you, but the kids, they can't come. It's just done. It's over with. So I had no kids in my house. And then I had the baby I had lost. And I was miserable and I couldn't do anything anymore. And then the one day um, a friend of mine came over. It was a guy that I used to own the studio or work studio with. And he was like, I miss you. 
You know, he was like, you used to have so much life and, and, and you let this, this baby take all the life from you. And I just, I looked at him and I bawled. Oh, Renelle, I love you so much. Um, and I bawled my ass off and I couldn't, I couldn't see myself dying anymore. And that's exactly where I was. I was just literally dying inside. Um, so I called my mom, <laughs> which I never, ever, ever do. Um, I called my mom and I was like, mom, I was like, I just need to fix some stuff, you know? Um, so I called her and I called a couple of friends and I got my friend of mine, let me move in with her. And I was staying with her and I got my shit back together. And then I started to realize I was like, there's so many nice things about me. I had all these people calling me and saying, Angie, I need your help with this. And Angie, I need your help with that. And I had all these people coming to me for counsel. And it was like, I don't have anyone to counsel me like I'm giving people advice that I refuse to follow mm -hmm. so I did the therapy route and I had this amazing therapist and she helped me figure out that I'm I'm not looking for love I don't love me I have to learn how to love me in order to find somebody else who could love me so I stopped worrying about men and about dick or women or anything and I stopped I just I started working and I kept working and I wasn't just working a job, but I was working on me. So I stopped allowing people to come to my house for advice because I figured I have nothing to give you mm -hmm. if I'm not giving give myself, myself anything, yeah. Yeah. you know? Um, so over the last three years, I've learned that despite all my faults, my addictions, my issues, I am the most amazing person that I can be right now because I fucking love me. You know what I mean? Like, I love those issues. I love those problems. I love the fact, even though it sounds really, really weird and a lot of people don't get it, I love the fact that I had that miscarriage because something in the universe was saying, get your shit right. Mm -hmm. This is not for you. We have to kill you. That part of you has to die because the rest of you needs to learn how to live. So that was, like, my biggest aha moment in life, like, learning to live for me and love me and that's the only way that I'm able to have the love that I have in my life now and all the amazing people that I have now because if any of y'all had met me back then <laughs> it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been so great you know so that's my alpha moment okay so don't see you, Miss Fabulated. I didn't forget what, what I was going to say. I got so into everybody else. <laughs> I had multiple aha moments within my life. Like, I'm only 22, but I feel like I've been through a lot. Like, when you stated earlier um, that you moved out of, out of your parents' house at the age of, what, 16? And that's around the time that I moved out of my mother's house. I think, like, earlier. But it wasn't by myself. It wasn't by myself. I moved with my grandmother, and it was the same dysfunction. Like, so it's like I was moving from one house to get to get away from certain people to find myself in the same situation because she was raised about the same person that raised her. Mm -hmm. So then after that, I lived there for a little bit. After that, I moved, you know, back to my I moved to my grandmother's house after initially moving from my mom's house at the age of fifteen, and. It wasn't like a really move out. She kind of kicked me out, but then I kind of moved out at the same time. It's like a weird thing. Mm -hmm. um, it was almost neutral, but it wasn't. It was. I was like, mm, I was 15. Yeah, what, what, do you, what do you think? I'm just like, mm. 
like, what how should I feel? It was just like a state of like numbness. Like it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, this is happening. Uh, I guess I get to be with my friends, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, as a little kid, you just like I, I get to hang with my friends and you get to go out and stuff. So I moved with my grandmother. She was she let me do whatever I wanted to do. If I wanted to come home at two o'clock in the morning, I come home <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. But she she gave me that leverage where when I did come home, she was surprised that I came home on a certain time, like earlier than the time she didn't give me. Mm-hmm. So then I felt like I was too free because there was a lot going on because I'm trying to close it up. I can't go into detail right today, but next time. <laughs> so, you know, I got that freedom. And then I'm like, nah, like I need to go back to my mom's house. I went back to my mom's house. Like, oh, I need to get like situated because right now it's just a whole bunch of craziness going on. Went back. She's like, it's going to be okay. Like, you're, you're, you know, it's going to be good this time. The same way when I left. Moved back out. What was it? 10th like grade? I was what? In 10th, you're like what? 15, 16? No, 15. No, because I went to school late. So, like, I was older. That makes sense. I was, like I'm 16, an October 17. baby. Yeah, so, yeah. So, 16. So, um, I moved back. Stayed for, like, six months. Then I moved back out. I moved with a friend. The friend's mom allowed me to live with her at the age of 17. Paid her $400 for a bedroom. You know, a twin bed. Everything. $400. How could a mother have someone who's 17 pay for a bedroom? You know what I mean? I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. But now it's awkward. That was my aha moment. Like, between that time frame, between 15 and my senior year, that's when everything hit the ceiling. I was just like, what's going on? I need to slow You recognized down. that yeah. things needed to change, like something mm-hmm. was happening and it wasn't going it was, in the right direction. Exactly. So I would say between that, that age that age gap, whatever, mm-hmm. it's when I started to take my actions into account. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, I need to slow down. Actually, I don't even need nobody because the people that are trying to help me are actually only bringing my downfall. It happens like that sometimes, yeah. unfortunately. We've talked about that a few times, too. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with letting people go. Right, yep. like, you can love somebody from afar, and that's where I'm at in my point in life. Like, I love my grandmother, I love my mother, I love everyone, but it's just, like, I do need to take a break from you. Like, I can't live with you, but I can visit you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can't live with <laughs> you. I can do an hour at a time. <laughs> I can probably maybe do 30 minutes. Shit. I gotta go. Uh, my yeah, back's I'm, I'm, I'm right Hold there. on, it's really a joke. I'm right there with you, baby. I got 20, 30 minutes. But I gotta go. And that's what I'm dealing with now when you guys are saying, like, you know, you're, it's just, I don't know, it's just so much. That's why I can, like, barely speak because it's just a lot. It's a lot Mm -hmm. of information. It's a lot of stuff to conceptualize, even for yourself at the time. It's, that's a torn of emotions and thoughts. Exactly. So through time, you'll be like, oh, dang. And then it's like, Every uh, you're getting aha moments throughout your entire life oh, until yes. you die. You might mm-hmm. even get aha moments when you're in the school. <laughs> if you don't get aha moments until then, you're not, you're not you're doing not, it right. No, you need learning. those moments, right. like because mm-hmm. it's it's continuous learning process. Mm-hmm. Brittany said it. Age doesn't matter. Right. You can have that right. moment when you're 16 or when you're 46. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. It happens all the time. I wish some people would have those moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's you gotta let them let them go, and let them have it. Mm-hmm gonna have to yeah at, at some point if you feel like you are who you are and you're never going to be different that means you're never going to be better yep mm-hmm. you gotta level so up. right 
So one, like once those words are, this is who I am, and if you don't like it, that's too bad. It's okay. Well, I don't like who you are, <laughs> and I guess that is too bad because I'm ghost. You know what I mean? Like how many how many times are we going to say this is what I want, this is what I need from you, and then you do it for a month, and then you stop, or you do it, it here and there, and then it's just like, what the fuck are we thinking? What did your friend about? say last week? It's, it's not, not about communication. communication. It's, about it's comprehension. comprehension. I yes, feel like that's is. still bullshit because you comprehend. If I tell you that I don't like you to wear a red shirt because I don't like that you color, understand you it. understand that I don't like that red fucking shirt. So if you're doing <clears> it, you're doing it on purpose. You know I don't like that you wear a red shirt if we go out. So why would you put on a red shirt if we go out? <laughs> I like that one. Though. I shouldn't. We shouldn't have to have this conversation twenty. There's a times, difference between you know? hearing someone and listening. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, you can I, I call it. I call it hearing out. and giving a fuck. Okay. Same thing. I call it hearing and giving a fuck because a lot of people just <clears throat> don't give a fuck. If I tell you they what's don't, wrong, and that, it's, it's not that they don't comprehend. It's not that they don't. It's that they don't give a fuck about how you feel or what you think. <laughs> and guess who it's time for you to cut out? That person. <laughs> Sorry. Can I add on? We're add friends, on. but Sorry. that's that. Right, right. You can love people from a distance, but when you said... You said pretty much like how somebody can hear what you're saying, but you not know, give you, a fuck, but not give a, you know, <laughs> so like I have a friend, you know, and I love her. But like when I say certain things, she doesn't understand. You know, I, I always tell her, I always check up on her and stuff and I understand people are busy and stuff. But it doesn't take if you're able to go on social media and put a post and you're not able to say at least, you know, sorry, you know, this is what's going on then what's the issue? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What's going on with you mentally? I'm trying to understand you, but you're not letting me understand you because you keep doing everything but listen. So, give her time. I did. My my best trying. friend, we, <laughs> me and Destiny used to argue and we would, you know, our arguments would be so serious that we'd be this close to blues like personal. one of one yeah like, like one personal. of us would leave because we're about to fight right. and it would be simple shit des i think you should wear something different i don't like how you dress because i felt like she was to reveal she used to she would wear skinny girls clothes and my home girl's not a skinny girl so, so you're being honest with people I didn't like, like that because Brittany is an honest when person. we would <laughs> when we would Just go so out you know. people would talk about her and then they would approach me and I'm trying to I'm trying to enjoy myself and I got people approaching me when you're not paying attention talking about how you look. Granted, your outfit's cute. You just needed a bigger size. You know what I mean? It's you're beautiful and her fashion sense is fucking phenomenal, but she didn't know how to dress for her. And we would fight tooth and fucking nail, tooth and fucking nail. We didn't speak for months. Cause she let she it hit that because she swore to God I don't give a fuck what you think it she guess what it took her a couple years honey it took her a couple years but she came around and we got a Facebook memory she got a Facebook memory of a picture that we had taken in the same outfit that I told her not to put on and she called me and she said bitch I said what she was like yo so I got a memory on my Facebook with this picture and yo I look a hot mess. And I was like, what? She was like, we argued about this outfit. I said, oh. And I knew exactly what she was talking about because that was like our biggest fucking argument ever. And when we hung up the phone, like, I cried because it took like three years, four years for her to understand where I was coming from. I'm not doubting you. 
And I want you to be comfortable and happy in your skin. But I also want you to look presentable for yourself. And there's a exactly. there's a level of maturity and that had to be reached for her mm-hmm. to understand. It, it took a lot of maturity because for the longest time she didn't drive. Mm. So it was Britney, take me here. Britney, take me there. Never can you. It's do this, do this, do this, do this. Well, mm. I can't right now, Des. I got this attitude. I can't, Des, right now. I got this attitude. At one point, you're not going to keep giving me a fucking attitude because I can't pick you up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I have kids at home and I don't want to leave them here mm-hmm. yeah. to come pick you up. Like, I don't want to and take you home and then come back home. I don't want to do That's that. And I don't feel as though it's fair for you to ask me to do that. You don't understand how I feel. She was on you're not in, my, not in my shoes. Then she got her own car and started driving. So then everybody's calling her, oh, I need you to do this. And she was like, bitch, I get it now. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> Retrospective. <laughs> That's yeah. learned, bro. For, we argued, and after a while, I just stopped arguing <clears throat> with her about it. I just stopped. And eventually, she had to go into those situations on her own. And now she gets it. Like, now she gets the driving thing. If I don't got time, I don't got time. Don't give me no attitude, bitch. I'm busy or I'm fucking tired. Right. You guys are still friends. Now she gets it. You guys, I would say you guys are close. You guys are close for friends. I know. I yeah, when you like, guys came in here the way you're talking with each other, I mm-hmm. still tell yeah. her. There's a bond there. <laughs> yeah, that's like my sister. Well, I'm going to just tell you now. I ain't giving you two or three years to start opening up to your friends. Right. I'm going to just tell you that now. I'm going to start calling you like every day. <sighs> Yeah, I'm just letting you know that now. You're lucky, you're lucky, you're lucky now. I have your address. Is yeah. the best thing ever. I walk, I walk, I walk up that hill. I walk my street up that hill. And those people that actually keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting are the friends you want to keep. Yes, mm-hmm. those are the, you don't want the friends that will totally cut you up. It's like I'm gonna cut you up, but I'm still watching. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know I'm still looking out for you, still making sure I check up on you. Just know I didn't totally cut you off. But I'm supposed to do it. Yeah. But you're still there. You're on By my shit list thin right now. Thread, okay? Thin thread. <laughs> Don't make me fight you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. For all of us here at Last Man Standing, keep fighting the good fight. Keep trying. At some point in time, we'll be good men. Guess so. <laughs> <laughs> this is Isaac. This is Armando. Amir. Zaria. Angie. <laughs> and Brittany, <Pretty> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>